Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the People by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. That's right. It's another edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I'm your host, Martin Weiss, joined here with the kid from Kansas City himself, Mark Gunnels. And uh, just got to say, oh, and 151, baby. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. Thank you, the Miami Heat, for cashing that June rent on the first of the month. Congratulations to you, first of all. I like to see my friends succeed and get money, even though I did want the history to happen. Never a <laughs> doubt. I got to sit up in here Don't and hear Mark Donalds talk about that. Now you know. You were stressing. There was never a team like this one that was down 3-0 to come You're back to 3-3. You and everybody else was telling me just how the mighty Boston Celtics with their 500 road record since Kyrie shades the Boston Garden on December 18th, 2020. I've looked it up. They're now one game <laughs> under 500. <laughs> You're being such a front runner right now because you were stressing after game five when Boston made it 3-2. And they would have made it 3-3. I know you were sweating. No. Like, come on. The, level, the stress were... that I had was game six. Because okay. by that point, Miami had won four games. Right? Like, you know, they had won four games and then had the victory snatched by Malcolm Brogdon and Bam Adebayo's inability to rebound. <laughs> Not Malcolm Brogdon. Derek White yeah, and Bam Adebayo's yeah, inability yeah. to rebound. Yeah. Right? So it's like, wait a second. All right. All right. Okay, Miami was going to win the series. I had no doubt. Then game one happens. They win. Game two and game three, I'm like, wait, it wasn't supposed to be like this, though. It wasn't <laughs> supposed to be a sweep. All <laughs> right? So, like, now everybody was talking about all the – the uh, it, gives, it gives me a little bit more credence to the whole, you know, well, it's an outlier. Because you know, they're not supposed to sweep. Like, they're supposed to win along the way somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you pick a team in six, they have to lose two. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean – when I saw, because I was driving home from radio, and I had it on the radio, but it has a slight delay. So I'm hearing Jimmy get fouled, right? Mm-hmm. I hear him get fouled. He's at the free throw line. The first one goes down, and all of a sudden I get, all these notifications, Celtics win. Oh, wow. Because the radio was delayed before. So I hear him make the third free throw as I see the inbounds pass go around. I mean, the inbounds pass to Marcus Smart. And they said, they said, you know, the ball just came off in the wrong place. Like Jason Tatum wasn't right there on the other side to go ahead and do the same exact thing. Bam Adebayo, don't worry about him. He's blocking out at the free throw line still. Jalen Brown is definitely not getting that rebound. Don't worry. <laughs> but I thought then at that point, it's like, all right, bro. Because all of the... All, the, the reason Miami keeps winning these games is not because of actual basketball reasons. It's all, as heard somebody say, angels in the outfield type stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's all like, we can do it. You can do it. You know what I'm saying? It's Heat like, culture. Well, whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> but, like, that's the reason. It's not, you know, definitively. Like, you can't sit there and point at, oh, it's because of the three-point shooting edge. or the, You know, no, it's all of that. So what happens when that starts to demystify a little bit? And with Derek White's, um, so I was like, but luckily, uh, Boston laid a complete egg. So okay, let, let's let's get honest here. Because you said never a doubt, you had this big old 
introduction, right? After that happened, what was your honest, like, expectations or confidence level, I should say, heading into game seven? Well, I'll say this. I had bet on Miami to win each game as well, right? Because they were underdogs continuously. So I continued to bet on them. I did uh-huh. not bet on them in game seven. Okay. I said, I'm okay. Just gonna, so there was a doubt. <laughs> but, I did, but I also didn't bet on Boston to win. I was just like, I'll just uh, sit okay. here and watch this one. Okay. But with five minutes into that game, you see Boston just didn't show up. Well, I saw that. Jason Tatum rolled his ankle. That's one person. There's five others. Happened the first There's play of the game. Of course. You know, it just happens to be their first team All-NBA, best player on the team, the guy that they rely on to not only create for himself but for others. And then after that injury, if you notice, he wasn't on ball for most of the game. He, he was standing been, in the corner as a decoy. Then he should have been on the bench. I mean, but at the same time, he's still your best player. So if you he, can't be effective. 50% of Tatum is still better than who, who are you going to bring him in? can't be Who are you going to bench him for? then you shouldn't play. Who are you benching him for? It's not one way or the other. Peyton Pritchard? If he can't go, he can't go. If he can go, he can go. Like, nobody will be talking about Jason Tatum's ankle had he had 40 points. Like, and so I, he played 42 minutes. But we have eyes, He turned Martin. his ankle. He clearly Jimmy was, Butler turned his ankle He was hobbling up and down shit. the court. Come on. Uh, I, look, so he, uh, You saw it. I'm sorry. He had a little grimace on his face. It's professional sports. It hurts. I'm sorry. It's a contact sport. Like, he rolled his ankle. Gabe Vincent rolled his ankle. You think his ankle feels Wait, 100%? He missed the game. Because he couldn't play. There you go. But when Martin, he came it's, back, he it's was game effective. seven, though. Like, you know a guy like that in that moment to go to the finals is going to try to push through even though he probably shouldn't. Well, how many times? I mean, look, Tua Tungavaloa wanted to play through concussions. They sat him down. It's like, if he can't go, you can't go. Well, that's the NFL protocol. He can't. He, I don't think Gabe can. Vincent is in the NBA. He couldn't go. He couldn't go. They sat him. Like, if you can't go, you can't go. Giannis missed time in his playoffs. And obviously they lost. Yeah, but but you know say if you can't go, you can't go. Like I don't, you know, it's not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fault a guy for trying to push through. I'm not faulting him either. I didn't give him any fault. I said Boston didn't show up. I'm not well, about to sit up and say Boston didn't show up. I'm still not gonna use that. Jason Tatum twisted his ankle still, with 30 seconds on the I'm clock. I'm still not gonna take out the context though and say the game probably wouldn't have looked differently if he didn't roll his ankle in the first 30 seconds. It is contradictory and foolish to think that the Boston Celtics would put out a consistent and good effort in a home playoff game. Period. Stop. Okay. So you're saying let's, if <laughs> that saying, never happened, you don't think Jason Tatum performs better? I'm saying if that never happened, it doesn't matter. It like doesn't I'm saying matter? that I'm saying that the Boston Celtics at home in the last three years of the playoffs have a 500 record. I get it's what not you're saying. shocking for the, them to lose a home game, especially right after they won one. But I think it's shocking that Tatum only had 14 points. Uh, nah, again, no. Times. No, it's not because he shot. What was his game six? What was his ankle then? What do you mean? He had 31 in game no, six. No, ga- game six in the second round. You talk about it's not it's shocking that Tatum had 14 points. I've seen him have 14 points in the fourth quarter to put his total to 16 or 18. And I also saw him get 51 in the game seven. So what's your point? He was out there. He could have hooped. If he was out there hooping, and he's out there hooping. If he's not, he's not. But the idea that Jason Tatum, hey, it's a consistent day in, day out. I'm not saying, I'm not. this is not a knock on Jason Tatum. He's been inconsistent. That's part of the reason why Boston is in the place that they are. Yeah, but I'm saying that game in particular to me isn't him being inconsistent. He was unable to do things that he then could normally do. If he was do. unable to do the things he normally should do, then he shouldn't have been on the court. That's it. That's the answer. Get off if you can't play. So you would respect him more if he just said, hey, I just I don't got it. 
I don't have a problem with the way I don't. I'm not the one that's. I don't didn't lose respect for Jason Tatum. I just said the Celtics didn't show no, no, up. No, no, no. I'm they saying, haven't showed up I'm in s- many, many playoffs. No, games. I'm saying if for a guy like me that's talking about his injury, you would have just preferred for him to say to the coach, "Hey, I, I don't got it. Let somebody else come in." Yeah, if you can't go, we can't go. Okay. If you can't go, we can't go. Like legitimately, if you can't go, you can't go. I'm not one of those people that is over there like, you gotta play through it. But if you're gonna play through it, I don't want to hear about it because you don't have to play. It's a game seven, man. Guys are going to try their hardest to push through. And I can. commend them for it. But I'm not about to sit here and be like, oh, the reason why they lost is because he turned his ankle. No, nobody across the board showed up for that team at all. Like, that's it. Like, if that's the game in which your, your, your other, okay, your star player gets hurt. Jimmy Butler has turned his ankle twice in different games in this post, in different uh, uh, rounds in this postseason. People picked them up. That's the way it works. Yeah, and yeah. What happened when LeBron got hurt this season with the Lakers? Guy stepped up, yeah. Then boom, yeah. there you go. Nobody on Boston showed no, up. And, there you yeah. have it. And I'm, I'm looking at Jalen Brown. The guy, he had eight turnovers in that game. It was bad. He still can't dribble. I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. A guy that's been in the league, as long as he's been in the league, still can't go left. And I forgot who said after the game. I think it was, I think it was actually Caleb Martin. He said that was the game plan. Make him go left. Like, it was that simple. Can we take a second here, too, by the way? This is not some, like, knock, right? It's just out there to see. Like, people like people will come at Caleb Martin. Oh, are you going to really sit there and talk about Jalen Brown? Yes. He can't go to the left. That's That was our defensive strategy. I don't see why people were sitting there like. Oh, he's getting, he's getting pushed back on like, that? Oh, you're kicking a guy when he's down. Jalen Brown's all NBA. It was like, well, all, he's all NBA, and he, his left hand looks like his left elbow. Oh, they're trying to say, like, Caleb Martin doesn't have the cachet to yeah. talk about Jalen Brown. Yeah, like, like, what are y'all talking about? I, I saw this dude just make... Well, he outplayed him the whole series. I'm saying, bro. Like, what? <laughs> he had Jalen Brown looking like the one that had the rapper call for the tryout. Speaking <laughs> of Caleb Martin, I think he should have won the MVP for the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm glad you're here. That's the correct and appropriate take. Oh, okay. I thought you... I ain't know where you was going to be at on that one. No, the NBA did, in its infinite wisdom, completely messed it up again. Because now... The playoffs are a regular season award. I mean, the MVP is a regular season award. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah. Now you have the Eastern and Western Conference final MVPs. Right. So now there's this two-week nebulous period where there is no most valuable player, right? So what ends up happening was like on the Western Conference side, Jokic was the most valuable player throughout the playoffs, but in the four games of the Western Conference, Jamal Murray was more valuable, right? Like Jamal it's Murray. It's debatable. Well, Jamal Murray was the guy that got them over the top. Like, Jamal Murray was the guy that had, uh, uh, you know, Austin Reeves and, and Dennis Schroeder. And uh, uh, Aust- the, Jamal Murray got D'Angelo Russell out of Los Angeles, <laughs> essentially. Well, he got himself kind of too because he couldn't make any shots. But, but yeah, I get what you're More saying. or less. Like, yeah, he couldn't keep up with them. So, yeah. like, yeah. that's the reason why yeah. now they're done with them, right? Like, yeah. that's – so, in the Eastern Conference Finals, Jimmy had a great game one. Jimmy had a great game two, and Jimmy had a decent game six. The rest, that's Caleb Martin, dog. Because <laughs> I'll tell you this. His game seven wasn't bad either, though. He had a pretty good game seven. Okay, well, uh, but in terms of the game, Caleb Martin was game two, three, and then in no, game seven. I, I'm on your side. I'm just That yeah. was hitting the shot to quell the run. Yeah, for sure. The for shot sure. that I said earlier this year, Trey Young doesn't hit. 
Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? The one with, yo, there's a 7 0 run coming. Can you cut it off in yeah, some he's, form or fashion? He stopped the bleeding. That's him stopping the when bleeding. When the garden was rocking, you felt the momentum possibly shifting. He was like, I, he couldn't miss. I was literally saying, this guy doesn't miss. And so, just <laughs> as betters, as betters as a gambling show, just keep that in mind that in the last, I don't know how many years, seven years probably, eight, the only person to win the MVP that was not the best player on the winning team was Andre Iguodala. So, like, when we're sitting here messing around with these postseason MVPs and all of that, like, just sometimes the easiest answer is, is the most simplest one. It's likely going to be who everybody thinks is the best player on the team. And that's why I remember when I asked you last week, would you sprinkle something on NBA Finals MVP for Jamal Murray? He said, nope, nope. <laughs> nope, 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 not one bit, not one bit. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll get into the finals. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All of this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns reward credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OmahaFull, and then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great, you keep those winnings. But if you lose... You get to stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wager only. Must register with the eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is held as a loss. Bet maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to the account within seven days after the qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, call one 800 Three two seven five zero five zero or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network. 
all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Yeah, Mark Gunnels, I am not spending a dime on anybody but Nicole Jokic to win the MVP of this series. Because here's the deal. I've been waffling on who I'm actually going to pick, and I know time is here, so Heat and seven. Why not? My bet is Heat plus two and a half in the series. Okay. So that's that's my official bet. I I, I think we're looking so at, at least, least go six, at least six, at least seven, and then if you know, I mean, at least six. But if we're looking at a you know six game series, by definition, we mm-hmm. saw the last one, uh, the, just the last in the Eastern Conference six game series. You know, ball comes off the rim the wrong way, and then you know all. And bets then to are your off. to your side, a game six would be in Miami, so you would hope they could possibly force a game seven at home. I would think so, and I just I am having a lot of trouble with this team that has been chronically underrated from the start of the playoffs to now. They're a playing team. They're an eight seed. Uh, look, they come from humble beginnings, that's for sure. <laughs> but in this run. The Heat have knocked off the Milwaukee, who would have been favored against Denver. Boston, who would have been favored against Denver. Yeah, you think so? We saw, yeah, the lines were, what, come, what, the what lines were coming out as, as, as people thought Boston was going to advance. At what point did Denver become the, fa- I guess when Boston was down 0-3? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, like, okay, so okay. it's like when, like, okay. is okay. so Vegas, which, you know, this, you know, we'll take it for what it's worth. It just feels to me the Nuggets are such heavy favorites and installed as such heavy favorites. It's giving me pause to like, like, I think what Jokic and Bam, that matchup is going to be a disaster for Miami. Jokic is going to abuse him, violate the man. But I think that's really one of the few places that there is a decided advantage in their lineups. I think Miami rotationally has a lot of good pieces. And if they can control Jamal Murray, I see this being a long series. If they can keep Jamal Murray, you saw it. When he gets going, he's got a Steph-like quality to him where it's like he's not going to pass too much. But when he starts to hit those shots and boom, Boom, Those three start boom. feeling like six Ex- points. Exactly. They start feeling like punches in the gut and they start hurting. Yeah. <laughs> more and some more. You saw the way hey, Anthony Davis and LeBron James over there shaking their heads yeah. like, what in the hell? There's a few guys where they, now? I think we talked about this before, when they make these shots, it feels like it's more than those three points. Like you feel it, you know? That's Jim, I think Jamal Murray has that quality. It's like the Dame, Steph, Jamal of the For world. For whatever reason, yeah. it's, it's like, they're, then it's the shot selection, the difficulty, but like it doesn't feel the same like when Clay does. Like if Clay comes off three screens and has three threes yeah, back yeah, to back yeah. to back, you wouldn't maybe you, you may not even recognize that he had the three. In yeah, a row. it kind of just happens in the flow of the game. It's but, like uh, okay, yeah, yeah, but that's so that's really what I see. Like when Denver, and obviously they didn't never really need needed to win in an elimination sense, but when they needed to win just to close out the Lakers, a lot of it had to do with Jamal Murray, ball dominance, or, you know, pass it to Jokic, and then Murray working off of Jokic, and then kind of an inverse screen and roll because the screener is not really moving. He's standing there with the ball, mm-hmm. and then Jamal runs off of it. 
if if Miami can stifle some of that action, I think that, you know, obviously this is like the biggest upset or the biggest disparity in point spread and favorites in since, you know, the uh, the Warriors and the Cavs, LeBron's last year in, yeah. in Cleveland. Yeah. I think that the Heat can make this something interesting. Yeah, I think they can. Uh, I actually, I have the Nuggets in five, but I think it's going to be a real competitive five. Like, the games are going to be close. Uh, could go six. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I think the main thing for this series, for me, I, I think Jamal Murray will have some ups and downs in this series, more than we've seen in the playoffs thus far. I do think there is something to that Heat culture and Eric Spoelstra or figuring out a game plan to kind of take cut his water off. To well, a certain extent, and they got a lot. And they got of bodies. multiple bodies. They, they got throw bodies at him. to throw at them, and the Lakers didn't were not necessarily equipped to foot. To yeah, yeah, they have a lot of guys that are, uh, like you said, quick footed that can run because he runs around a lot. They play that two man game with him and Jokic, the dribble handoffs and things of that nature. So I think they do have guys that fit that profile that can chase them around and still exert energy on the other end. Because like you know, there's this rule in Miami, right, with the Heat culture, like you gotta have a like less than three percent body fat or to be a, well, I guess except Cal Lowry, but uh, yeah, hey, body, <laughs> I guess body fat percentage a is a weird thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> I guess he's the only one that got a maybe a pass on that well, one. He just that got rule. It all in his that's it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think the guy to look out for, and if you're looking at, you know, player props and playing overs on points in this series, is Michael Porter Jr. I think this is a Michael Porter Jr. series, dude. You and Dave. Dave, over, I, Dave tried to give him out as a potential I, uh, MVP. Uh, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I really do believe that because you think about the Heat, they have a lot of these small guards, right? Mm-hmm. Like your Gabe Vincents of the world, right? Uh, your Max Struess, you know, they're not like super tall. You know, they're they're six two, six three, six four ish. And Gabe Vincent was shorter than that. Yeah, right. I'm being a little nice. I don't see a matchup for Michael Porter Jr. though. Who are they going to put on him? I mean, this guy is almost seven feet. I know he's been used as like a spot up shooter, but I think in this particular matchup, because I think Miami will have a concerted effort to try to take Jamal Murray out the game. I, I think they're going to have a lot more actions offensively for Michael Porter in this series. Well, Caleb Martin, come on down. Ooh, well, he's giving up like, what, four or five inches? <laughs> yeah, but that's going to have to be Yeah, the I answer, know, right? I know. Like, yeah, I know. He's going to have, yeah. That's going <laughs> to have to be the answer because you're going to have to put Bam on Jokic, right? Who, who's and then, Jimmy going to guard? Uh, whoever's hot. Yeah. You know, I think, but you also don't want him to because he has to do so much on offense. That's what you end up doing is you just switch him on to whoever has two shots in a row, like cut their water off. Okay, you're getting a little hot now, yeah, like a KCP if he makes a couple in a row, yeah, KCP hits a couple in a row. It's like, all right, Jimbo, go get it's it's, take this out of here for like three possessions, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying, but uh, yeah, I it's just so much of Boston was. Bad possessions. They don't have good possessions. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't value the ball, right? They don't value just holding on to the ball for the sake of that means the other team doesn't have it, right? Denver's not necessarily that same way. I don't know if Miami's zone is going to have the same impact that it did to Boston because they, Boston they better not play zone. Wants to shoot all <laughs> those dumb shots, whereas Denver wants to get the ball in the middle, wants to get the ball to Jokic. He's incredibly comfortable anywhere around like the uh, you know the circle, the jump circle, that, and then pretty much from that 
into the baselines. Like, he's incredibly comfortable there as a passer, right? He's just standing there with the ball. Yeah. And to the thing that I could see, though, if I was backing the Nuggets here, I, there were going to be, there's going to be a million times where I would be yelling at my TV, shoot the ball, Jokic, shoot it. Because Bam got nothing for him. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, it depends. Because if you get a couple games, these role players, you know, you know, Jimmy Butler calls them teammates, but the Michael Porter Juniors and the Bruce Browns and the KCPs aren't hitting threes. You know, that that that's the other recipe for me for Miami to to keep it a closer series. Because Miami's offensive, I get that they hit an absurd amount of threes. But if you look at the way or uh, hit threes at an absurd rate. But if you look at the way that they are getting them, they're all, all almost all of them are off paint touches or off transition. Like they get great looks. Speaking of Duncan Robinson, that two that would have put this thing away last week. I couldn't believe he missed both of those. <laughs> Shaq, Shaq cursed him. Anytime I ever see Duncan Robinson or Max Drew shoot, I'm surprised when they miss. <laughs> yeah, he did say that. Every time that's all he's yeah. got to say about yeah, him. Yeah. Then, sure enough. Just like he guaranteed <laughs> the Boston Celtics, him and Mark Gunnels. Well, one thing I will say to your point uh, of your back in Miami, last series, and pretty much for the whole entire postseason run, but especially last series, it stood out to me. The Lakers were terrible in transition defense. Mm-hmm. If they, <laughs> I'm saying, if they missed a shot and they couldn't get their defense set, the Nuggets were mm-hmm. Jokic, Murray, they're running, and all their players know how to get to their spots. Michael Porter's right wing, KCP left wing, Jamal Murray. If you don't got the ball, if Jokic is bringing it up, you on the, the whatever, they're left or right wing, like or in the corner, like those guys know how to get to their spots. And it's, it's, it's really surgical how they do it. But the Miami Heat do a good job of actually getting back on transition defense. They're very disciplined, and that's obviously a credit It's really going to be – that's what it's going to come down to. When you look at the, both the conference finals, to me the difference was live ball turnovers for both teams. The Lakers every, – every time the Lakers turned the ball over in the live ball, wow. it ended up in points. It's a bucket. Jalen Brown directly – Lend it to 20 Miami points. Just just off, just off live ball, dribbling the ball with his left hand. It, whose left hand is worse? Jalen Brown's or Michael Porter Jr.? Well, the thing is, Michael Porter knows his limitations. <laughs> He's not going to dribble more than two times. Because if you dribble more, if you dribble the third time, it looked like it hurt. <laughs> yeah, so that's the difference. Jalen Brown thinks he does have a handle, and he's going to dribble five or six times in one possession. Michael Porter knows his limits, so I don't even see – I don't even get to see his bad dribbling because he doesn't do it. So I got to say Jalen Brown by default. I got one thing that's been griping me outside of A. Is Monty Williams going to come off the bench for the Pistons? Because he's making $11 million a year. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Uh, but I do think ultimately that's going to be a good hire for them. But Woj has been doing a lot. Recently, from a first from Victor Wembanyama is the best prospect in the history of team sports. <laughs> that was last week. This week, Bob Myers is the architect of the Warriors dynasty, stepping down, uh, and is soon to be per Woj 
if he decides to go back into you know, being a general manager, front office type. The most sought-after executive in team sports history. He loves saying this team sports history thing, huh? I'm sorry. Let's just look. They won some titles. I'm not trying to take that away. However, what Bob Myers did not do, draft Stephen Curry. Draft Klay Thompson. Okay? <laughs> did not do that. He did spend a second-round pick on Draymond Green. Congratulations. Everybody missed him. Right? And yeah. you could argue if he wasn't in the spot he was at, if it would have worked out anyway. He hired Steve Kerr, which was the best movie made. Cause, and you know what? Maybe the other one was signing Draymond with that second round pick because Draymond then recruited Kevin Durant to come, in which they won two more titles. Yeah. So it's just like, I'm not trying to say he had nothing to do with it. However, I vividly remember Bob Myers in 2016. At the post game, I mean, at the uh, parade. Do you remember this? Yeah, when he was making a mockery of ah. KD. <laughs> I said, yeah. Eddie, I don't know if you remember this, dog. Steph just signed this massive Supermax contract. KD's eligible. <laughs> Bob Meyer goes, at the post celebration. They got confetti. They still holding the trophies. Bob Meyer says, the two-time finals MVP? No, 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 no. Steph, he earned the money. KD just looked at him like, oh. That was Everybody crazy. else looked at him like, oh. So that's just, I just as we talk about the architect of the Warriors dynasty. <laughs> and this is the same dynasty in which they won, ahead of season, which they won 16 games. Yeah. And then, oh, I'm sorry, wait, they had the second, the second overall pick. What happened to that? He plays for Monty Williams in Detroit now. Nobody talks about that. Because Bob Myers is the architect of the Warriors dynasty. You know what they could have used? Big man. Yeah. It's crazy how nobody talks about that. That's one of the biggest blunders. Or how about uh, Jonathan Kaminga got no better? Or Moses, who is Moses Moody? Jordan Poole. You, you like Jordan Poole's contract? <laughs> Jordan Poole can afford to spend $500,000 on a date with Ice Spice now because of Bob Myers. <laughs> You know, he likes to play good when the baddies are courtside. I'm saying, uh, I, I like Jordan Poole, but I'm just saying to talk about this guy in, in, man. in glowing terms, like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. I don't see David Griffin. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I don't see an idea where I can just build this thing up from scratch with nothing because I got Bob Myers in my back well, pocket. Since you've been tearing down Bob Myers, let me give him a little credit here. And I think this is a move you would actually agree with. It, to me, this is the most impressive non-obvious move that he made that was a catalyst of why they won a championship last year, the trade for Andrew Wiggins. Remember the narrative around Andrew Wiggins at the time? He was, it was definitely he's, a buy low. Oh, he was a first-round pick. Oh, this guy, you know, he's just not the guy. He's the loser. He's Minnesota. Empty stats. He's not a winner. You had D'Lo. Shipped him out of there, who's now going to get shipped out of L.A., and you return it with a, okay, a wing. Wait a minute, though. Why yeah. did you have D'Lo? Why? Remember why? Because that was what you got back in a sign and trade for one oh, Kevin yeah. Yeah, freaking yeah, yeah, Durant. Yeah, yeah. That's why D'Angelo Russell yeah, yeah. was on your team. But let's give him let's give him credit though. Can we give him credit on the Wiggins on flipping that for Wiggins? Because you even said, we agreed that he was the second best player on that championship run last year. Absolutely. Clay wasn't clearly the guy anymore. So, I, to me. 
out of the because I mean it's, it's easy. I mean, right to get a Kevin Durant who's not going to want Kevin Durant. So I'm not going to give you much credit for that. I'm not going to give you much credit for Draymond Green just falling into your lap in the second round. Like, oh, okay, I'll take a flyer on this guy. But to me, that was actually a, a bold move because people were really skeptical on Wiggins on a winning team. Like, is can he be a vital piece to a championship contender? So I'll give well, him credit there. Yeah, and, and not to go try – I'm not even trying to be revisionist history, but I would say I feel like it's more like could Wiggins be the number one on a winning team? And or and I still don't – I think the I answer think, to that I don't think probably people thought he could be a two on the winning that's team. That's what I say. Either. I think the answer to that is probably a yes. <laughs> he can't be a one on a yeah. – like, yeah, like if he's yeah. your number one, you need a new one. No, for sure. But the idea – yes, he did. But again, still, like Andrew Wiggins was a number one pick in the freaking draft. Like he was. Yeah, like, I know. I like, know. I'm not I trying know. to. Like I, 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 I hear it. I yeah. hear what you're saying. Yeah. But it's not. It's not like. You're showing me all it like it'd be something entirely different if you if if Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, and Duncan Robinson played for the Warriors, right? Okay. Okay. Because okay. you know why? Because you got all these big money salaries. You got to find guys that you can afford. Yeah. You yeah. got to find guys that have been mis, uh, uh, mis-evaluated by other franchises. You got to find guys. Like Andrew Wiggins was just like an environment situation. He got yeah. to a different environment. His role changes a little bit. He goes from the lead singer to a little bit of the backup in drums. And then all of a sudden he's winning Grammys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, so but I just... It's just a bit of revision. Like, the guy didn't win six titles. Like, he's not like he's Jerry Krause. Like, Jerry, like you know what I'm saying? Like, Jerry Krause got drafted Scottie Pippen. And apparently, Michael Jordan was no good before that. <laughs> so, <laughs> depending on who you ask. But you know what I'm saying? Like, these, like some of the, are, these yeah. guys drafted these guys. And, and trade trades. And, and then, didn't he trade for Dennis Rodman? Or was that a free agent Yeah, no, he traded for Dennis. Yeah, so, it's yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? All of these are wheeling and dealing. Like, Joe Dumars drafted. The Pistons, Billups and Hamilton. I mean, traded for Billups, but Hamilton and so mm-hmm. on. And then, uh, oh, he traded for all those guys. But he tra- brought in Billups. He brought in Hamilton. He brought in Rasheed Wallace. Drafted Ben. You know what I'm saying? It's like, saw Ben Wallace when nobody else did. The Celtics tried Ben Wallace out at the two guards. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that right there is some GM yeah, You didn't build the foundation. Yeah, that right there is yeah. some, that, that right there is some general managing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You going to tell me it's hard to not trade Clay Thompson for Kevin Love? <laughs> That's hard to do? Hey, that, that was a real talking point. It's hard to decide whether or not you I mean, want to extend <laughs> Steph Curry. That's difficult. <laughs> Decisions got to be made. You had man. to think if bringing in KD was the right choice. Eh, we might want Kevin Durant. You had to think about it. <laughs> yeah, you had to think about it. Okay. All right. Bob Myers, architect. It's the end of the era. <laughs> Bob Myers. What are they going to do now without Bob Myers? I don't man? know. Maybe they'll draft a, they'll draft a starter. <laughs> It'll be the first time since he's been there that they'll do it. But no, the lack of development has been disappointing, though. Like I would like to see a guy like Kaminga actually have a chance and see what he is. I thought Moses Moody when he played, he was pretty good. You know, like I thought those were kind of like, like a Heat culture guys, for example. Like you mentioned, like the Gabe Vincents and the Max sure. Struess types, right? And then obviously Wiseman's in Detroit now. So, yeah, I'm curious to see who they're gonna bring in next. I do think the Warriors. Yeah, they, will still... they said they're gonna bring in the owner's son. Oh, so that, I'm that's sure already that's gonna work. That's, well. Oh, wow. That sounds like a match made in heaven. Interesting. I'm sure he's incredibly qualified and will make nothing but the right decisions based on all of his experience. (laughs) 
<laughs> a little tongue in cheek there by you. Huh? I mean, you give a Ferrari to a 16 year old, uh, whose fault is it? <laughs> Let's take a quick break and then get into picks for tonight's game. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Mark. Game one of the NBA Finals. Just like we all drew it up. Denver versus Miami. What you got? (laughs) The NBA Finals dream, right? Denver and Miami. Two great cities, man. I like Denver. Uh, So tonight... I'm taking Miami plus nine. Every time I see Miami with these big spreads against them, I feel like I have to take them to cover at this point. They continue to prove me wrong. Maybe I got a little PTSD from the Boston series. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Yeah. Off the top of my head, Yeah. I don't think Miami hasn't covered eight or nine this yeah, year. I mean, yeah. This postseason. Yeah. Yeah. So I, how can I go against it at this point? So. Miami plus nine, and I'm pairing that with the guy I mentioned earlier, who I'm high on in this series. Michael Porter Jr.'s over on points. To me, this is extremely low. I think he might score a 20. He's at 15 and a half. I'm slamming the over on that for Michael Porter tonight. It will be interesting to see what he does. And his because he acquitted himself well in the first two rounds of the playoffs, but there wasn't much to prove, right? You know what I'm saying? There wasn't like, as much as the, you know, I'm not trying to take away anything, but they were kind of steamrolling the competition. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if, in fact, his back does get against the wall at some point in the series, how he's able to respond. Um, My big bets for this are Heat plus two and a half for the series. Uh, I'm taking the Heat on the money line tonight because I've done it the last three rounds on game one, and it's been beneficial. Okay. So why not? I got a lot of money to burn off the Miami (laughs) Heat. My official play, two-leg parlay, I'm going to take Duncan Robinson over one and a half three pointers made, and Bruce Brown over half a point three pointers made. So that's just three three pointers total. Okay, Let's give you something to watch as you're enjoying this game because the sides are so sharp on this thing that it's like if you're sitting with a Denver minus nine ticket, yeah, my hat, my God bless you. That's gonna be a hell of a sweat. That's why I can't imagine that. <laughs> are you betting on this Heat team to lose a game by ten <laughs> points or more? I'm sorry. I good luck. For you, my friend. Yeah. So, I'm in it with, I'm sticking with my Denver and five. That's where I stand. It's going to be a tough five, though. A tough five? Tough, tough five. Close, a, a close gentleman sweep? Yeah. I think they win the first two in Denver is 2-0. Miami gets one in Miami, and then Denver closes out game five back in Denver. 
Not gonna lie, if that was in the first round, we call that a whooping. <laughs> let's get it over with, man. Let's get to the NBA draft. Let's get to the free agency. Let's get to the real stuff. This guy says, let's get to the real stuff. <laughs> the offseason. <laughs> and with that, we're done. <laughs>